I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. I'm Allison. And this is Kara. We are happy to have you guys back. Today's topic will be about balance, priorities, and saying no. Kara's going to kind of explain our thought process of why we chose the topic for this week. Yeah, we were just thinking we're back in the swing of things. It's the beginning of the school year. People are going back into the office and we just feel like life is moving at a thousand miles an hour. And it was like really chill for the last couple of months. So we thought it'd be a good topic just with everyone's lives being so crazy to talk about, yeah, keeping that balance, learning how to say no, just things that we've really implemented over the last year to be more <laughs> chill and have our priorities <laughs> straight. Yes, exactly. First, we're going to do our peaks of the week and then we will read your guys' peak of the week and then we will dive right in. Kara, you up first. You got a good peak? I'm up to bat. Um, <laughs> I, you know, my peak of the week, I had a very chill weekend. So I, okay, actually, I will go on a little tangent really quick, but um, we got some feedback. Me and Allison were talking about it, about the podcast a couple weeks ago, that like it was really hard sometimes listening to the podcast because we're always talking about like all these wins that we have or like that other people are having because like 
you know, we like talking about other people's peaks of the week too. And then I was like, well, do we want to be a podcast that like talks about all the bad, like annoying stuff that happens? Because like, I definitely think that both of us do have annoying stuff that happens, but we just like choose not to like focus on that. But I'll give, <laughs> I'll give like something that was like kind of a bummer. Last weekend, I had a bunch of friends that got together in another city and they did like a big weekend. And when I heard they were doing that, like I kind of reached out and was like, oh my God, like, can I come? And totally got rejected. Like my one friend was like, I'm so sorry. Like we're already so full with where we're staying. Like, I don't think it's a good weekend for that. And then on that Friday, um, last Friday afternoon, they text me and they're like, come down to Chicago. Like you can stay like at this place, like just come. And I'm just like, uh, we, I like wanted to, but I can't just drop everything at like 6 PM now. So that was kind of a bummer that like totally kind of made my weekend like sad. Cause I was like, wait, I wanted to do this. I don't like feeling like, you know, like kind of left left out. out. Obviously they didn't mean to like, you know, they wanted to include me, but it was just like weird timing and everything. And everyone's just like crazy busy. But me and Connor decided to have like a fun weekend. We did like kind of like a date on Sunday. We like went painted, bought supplies for that and like did some estate sales. So kind of like chose to have like a good weekend, even when it was like kind of a bummer. (laughs) That's a good story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So if you ever think that like things don't happen with us, stuff does. We just like choose not to bring it here just because like who wants to listen to like a podcast where people are just bitching about annoying stuff. Our first world problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Well, my peak of the week. So I kind of told you guys last week that it was like, we've got the new wave online launch. I had like family day. I had mine and Clay's three-year anniversary. And then Sunday was Clay's birthday. So Sunday morning, Clay and I drove down to Kansas City to stay in an Airstream. And then we drove back uh, last night and it was definitely super fun. My peak of the a little whole 36 hours we were gone would have been this plant shop. It's so cute in Kansas City. I think it's called Paradise Garden and Clay, I was like, hey, this is going to be your birthday present. So like go in and pick out whatever plant you want and like whatever pot you want. And it was like our first plant that we've ever bought together. I only have (laughs) two, I have two plants at home. I have a money tree that I've had for five years because God forbid I let that thing die. I like think that if I let my money tree die, I'm going to go broke. So I always keep that thing alive. And then Jordan got me a fig like a couple months ago. Those are my only two plants. So Clay and I are like, we're going to get some cacti to like manifest that desert vibe more into our lives. So we got some cacti and some beautiful terracotta pots and we had to like buckle them into the back seat. Because oh my gosh, that's so cute. We didn't want them to fall over. And we were like, yeah. wow, we like have our kids in the back seat. <laughs> but it was like a really good trip. It's just so fast. And I mean, this could be a whole nother episode on its own, but balancing work when traveling, when we have careers like Karen and I do, like you really can't go on vacation anymore. So it's like, I even post a story and I'm so thankful for this. From the Airbnb we were staying at, like we got to stay there for free. So then I have to like take videos of us being there, figure out how to like capture it. Okay. Like when am I going to have time to put it on my feed? When am I going to figure out where I'm going to like take Clay for his birthday dinner? Like I drove so he could like enjoy it. And I'm just like, whoa, like this is like so much. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's Monday morning and I have all my vendor payouts on top of doing 75 hard. So I think I'm definitely overdue for an actual vacation. And I know I always say like, I can't, 
do an actual vacation, but I think it's going to come to a point where I'm like, no, like I, I don't think I've ever put on, you know, that email thing that's like out of office. Mm-hmm. Like I've never done that. Right. <laughs> you need and, to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was really fun. I just like wish that sometimes I could like actually be more present without there always kind of be this like lingering stipulations that I have to like keep up with. And like we still did do 75 hard. So then like after dinner, we're like, okay, well, where are we going to go find an open place to like get our second workout in? But back to, you know, we set the pace. We figure out our lives. I don't have to do 75 hard. I don't have to stay at the free airstream. So very blessed, but it's, it is a lot to balance. So I think that's why we wanted to do this topic because we know that you guys are also having less fun summer days in the sunshine at the lake and you're going to be going through recruitment, maybe starting another job for fall. There's going to be, you know, the football games every weekend where all your friends are trying to get you to come out and you have a huge project due. And Kara and I were both in sororities. We both worked <laughs> during college. We both took full course loads. So we get you guys. Yeah. And this will be helpful for us too, because I feel like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's something you have to continuously think about. And this will be a good recap for us going into the fall as well. So yeah. Agreed. Even when I was like researching tips last night, I was like, ooh, yeah, noted. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I same. I was reading what you wrote and I was like, these are great tips. Like, I'm totally going to do this. But before we get yeah. into that, we'll read your guys' speaks of the week. Grace is getting her visa picked up so she can move to Spain next week. Bad Stop. ass. Yeah. Can we come? <laughs> can I come? That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, have the best time. If you need any Spain yeah. next, let me know. I love Spain. Okay. Sorry. There's so many good ones. Okay. Uh, Michelle got to experience the most magical sunset hike in the Pacific Northwest. Stop. That sounds so nice right now. I want to get out to nature so bad. I'm so happy for you. That sounds lovely. You know, when you like are on in those moments and it's like dewy, like the sun is like, there's like water in the air almost. And the sun is like making it like magic and sparkly. And you're just like, it's like still and quiet. Heaven <laughs> yes. on earth, man. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I know. I was like, here. keep talking. Keep going. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Yeah, we're very jealous, Michelle. It sounds amazing. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think we can hop into the topic. We kind of wanted to break it up into like three different many topics. So I think first we want to go straight into balance. Yes. Then we will follow up with how to prioritize and end on learning how to say no more and like when it's good to say no. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Going back up here. I think a quote that's been resonating with me a lot lately is that we are human beings and not human doings. And I'm such a doer. So much of my personality is like you have to be productive all the time, like go, go, go. And like, I do get bored if I'm like not doing stuff. But what I've kind of had to train myself to do is recategorize in my head what is productive. Wait, hang on. No, do you hear There's it music. No. Yeah. No. The radio's back on. <laughs> okay, maybe we're just going to keep going. Okay, guys. So this morning we had some little tech issues and we we learned something about uh, radio interferences. Karen, and my microphone. <laughs> Um, so we were sitting about to record and Allison's like, I hear Cardi B. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I hear Cardi B. And I take off my headphones and like nothing is playing in my room. I don't even own. She's like, no, it's a radio. She's like, Kara, I hear a radio playing Cardi B. And I'm like, I don't even own a radio. <laughs> like, there's nothing playing. I'm like, you're crazy. And then... After 10 and you minutes. guys also have to understand, I have supersonic hearing. That's why. <laughs> yes. And so my misophonia usually makes my life terrible. But we were like, I'm like, no, 
I hear it. It's really quiet, but I hear it. <laughs> so I learned that the cord that my microphone plugs into my computer acts as an antenna sometimes. So it's literally picking up radio signals and feeding it into my mic. So I can't hear it, but Allison's headphones that hear my mic are hearing the radio. So I don't even, I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't even know how to fix this. Maybe I get a new cord. Maybe this cord's just a little, cause we've had this mic for like almost a year oh, wow. now. It was just so funny because she's like, I don't think it's me. And I'm like, wait, no, there's a commercial for a car dealership in St. Louis. It has to be you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, whoa, that's, that's weird. All right. That's probably me. So I just moved rooms like 10 minutes ago, but apparently it's still happening. So, so if Cardi's bumping in the background, we, yeah, sorry. We, it would be on the recording. Let me go switch. I have another chord. Let me switch it's chords fine. really quick. It's so, so quiet. No, I'm going to switch chords. It'll take two seconds. Maybe. <laughs> All right, you we're know. back. Kara's got a new cord. We're trying something else. Yeah, I have two microphones. One I use every week. One sits in a box. <laughs> so swap that cord out. Hopefully you guys didn't hear any radio ads, <laughs> any Olivia Rodrigo. Allison said, I hear like a damn sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. So having funny. a podcast. So many, so many learning curves. It's not even funny. Yeah. Uh, we'll do an episode someday about all the... Things you never knew about podcasting. <laughs> anyway. <But now>. Okay. <laughs> so I was saying that I'm someone who like wants to be productive all the time. And I know that you don't have to be productive all the time. People say that everywhere. Like it's okay to not be productive, but that doesn't really work for me. I've tried it. So what I do is trick my brain into what I classify as productive. So I'm like, okay, Going and getting a shellac manic or gel manicure is productive because it like makes me feel good. And then like I have cute hands for the store or sleeping in if your body wants to is productive because you're going to have more energy for the day. Taking a lunch break to go for a walk is productive. You need that like vitamin D. So I've just had to rethink about those things and not be like, oh, this is disturbing. I was just taking away from my like to-do list. It's like enhancing the other things on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And on my end, I feel like I kind of the same thing. Like I've always just been like someone who just does busy work. And I think for me, it's like, okay, what was on my to-do list that is just busy work that like isn't productive? <laughs> like maybe I'm doing something three months in advance that just is maybe fun, like looking for flights for a shoot or something or for a trip that like I don't need to be looking at right now instead of tackling something <laughs> that's more pressing. <laughs> yes. And we'll we'll give some tips for how we prioritize stuff. But yeah, we definitely will struggle with being productive and how to balance out. But I think that kind of leads us into holistic health. And if you guys want to know more mm -hmm. about holistic health, we did an episode number 13 with Jordan, who just got her certification to be a health coach. And we talked more about like what holistic health is and why you might need to hire a health coach. Um, but the five aspects of holistic health are physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and mental. And it's basically just the thought that like every single thing is connected that you need to be, it's all about the whole person, not just one part. So, you know, being healthy isn't just going to the gym. It's also working on your mental health and your emotional health. And so I was going to give some examples of things for each area that you can work on for those five categories. Did you have anything you want to add to that before I go into it? No, I love that you wrote this down because again, that episode with Jordan was such a good episode. I think it's one of our most popular oh, yeah. ones. 
And yeah, again, those five things, I feel like we should repeat it one more time because I feel like that Mm -hmm. is really the key to being balanced is to focusing on your physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and mental health. Exactly. So yeah, go ahead. I think it's helpful if in your journal, you wrote those five categories down and then you wrote down things that personally resonate with you that you could do in each category. Ideally, you would want to do something for each category every day. And that may sound intimidating, but it's really not. You're probably doing one of them every day, but just bringing awareness to it and making it a conscious effort to do them. But if you kind of have that go-to list, it can act as like your resource guide. So then when you're like, oh my gosh, like I just feel so emotionally drained, you can go to your list and be like, oh yeah, like let me pick one of those activities or things to do to help refill my cup in that area. So for example, for your mental health, you could read a self-help book, consume nutrient-dense foods that are good for your brain health, and avoid using alcohol and drugs for a couple days or a certain time that might work for you. To improve your emotional health, you could book a therapy session, reduce stressors in your life or living situation, journal about your thoughts and feelings. To improve your spiritual health, you could meditate, you could spend some time alone, you could go out in nature, you could do grounding where you like walk in the grass. So you can find tons of activities for each category online. You can look on Pinterest, Google, whatever. I think it would be helpful if you, you know, made yourself a little resource guide for all of those areas and notice what you do in your life and maybe try to be like, wow, are are some of the things I'm doing benefiting to my health at all? Or are they just yeah. taking away? Yeah. And even maybe even a good exercise too would be write down those five categories and make a list of what you're already doing Yeah, in each of those categories. If maybe one is like overflowing, mm-hmm. maybe reevaluate and be like, okay, I need less here and more over here. I just love this idea. I think this is such a good idea. Just writing it all out, putting it on paper, seeing it and getting new ideas and even brainstorming what yeah resonates personally with you. Because there could be a different activity that goes in someone's category that maybe doesn't resonate with you. And yeah. Exactly. And personally, I think I would add financial on there. I don't think it's like included in the set five holistic health things, but seeing as we live in a modern society where it's kind of hard to avoid money, and if you want to buy those cute Mm -hmm. crystals, you probably need to be aware of your finances. (laughs) But I think that would be a helpful thing. Like, what are you... Oh, maybe you could start investing. Maybe you bought... Like, look into crypto. Maybe you sell that thing in your apartment that's no longer serving you. But I do think finances would be a great sixth component to include because as finances are one of the hugest stressors in my in our lives and i think the number one reason for divorce it's pretty important too is money i think so wow yeah i'd have to look but it's it's up there but yeah as kara said when then you can see what area of your life is totally overwhelmed and then you might be like wow i'm giving 80% of my energy <laughs> to my social life and i'm trying to split 20% on all these other areas like no mm-hmm. wonder i'm feeling depleted and if you aren't feeling balanced in all those areas, you're just going to feel exhausted. You could get burnt out. You might oversleep and miss that presentation. You might snap at people and you might not know why you're doing it, but it's probably because you're not equally spread out. Yeah. And something I wanted to add too is like, once you kind of have this list of things that you want to do to improve these different aspects of your life, make it very easy for you to do those things. So if maybe for spiritual, you have spending more time in nature, write down the exact park you're going to go to, what time you're going to go there and like put it in your phone. Or if you are trying to eat healthier, maybe like put a healthy meal together and like put it in the freezer so that you just like know it's ready or like meal prep, like 
I think making these things as easy as possible is such an important part of actually doing it and being more balanced. Agreed. And not waiting until you feel like it's exactly perfect. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to start doing meditation until I have the cute floor pillow and the perfect candle and the Palo Santo and the crystals and all the spirit books. Like you just have to get started. And I personally like to prove to myself that I'm going to be in it for something before I invest in it. So for some reason, I like was really bad at getting into yoga. And yoga is one of those things that like everyone seems to like, like sushi. And I just never liked sushi. And I'm like, why does everyone like this? Like, I feel so left out. Like, I just don't understand why I don't like it. And that's how I felt about yoga. I'm like, I want to like it so bad. And then over on the other side, I'm running and everyone's like, I hate running. Running sucks. And I'm like, like, I love it. So I've been trying (laughs) to get more into yoga and understanding like why I didn't like it. And I think it's because it made me slow down. Like running is still like speedy, but I bought a yoga mat that was $5 from Target, literally in the $5 bin. And I was like, <laughs> test it out. Just try to do yoga on this mat. And now I've, the mat is literally like paper thin now and it's got all these like chunks out of it and it's like so mm-hmm. dirty. And Clay and I yesterday, we were like, I think we've proved to ourselves that we can buy nice yoga mats now. But then mm-hmm. it, it made me use the things and prove to myself that I was serious about it. Yeah. Instead of going in fully financially and buying something (laughs) for this new habit you're going to build and then never doing the habit. Yeah. Because we've all done things where we get excited and don't follow through. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think of an example. I probably have too many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we all do it. Yeah. And I think that kind of segues into like routines. And do you want to touch on routine a little bit? Yes. I think just one of the best ways to have a balanced life is just finding that power in routines. And we've talked about this in other episodes, but just for me, I feel like having a routine that I've evaluated that is balanced and then just sticking to that is like the perfect formula for, I don't know, having a whole balanced life. Because if you know that it works and you consistently do it, I feel like that's the best way to ensure that you're getting like health in each of those categories. I can't remember what book it was because now at this point I'm like (laughs) reading 20 books and I keep quoting all of them. But in one of the books I've been reading recently, she talks about how important routine is or he, I don't know, because we have to make so many decisions in a day. And the more things that you can kind of have on autopilot, like making your morning coffee, figuring out where you're going to meditate, what book you're going to read, how you're going to get ready in the morning, the more those things like don't need to take up your brain power and energy the more you can use all of that creativity and decision-making for bigger things, big decisions Mm -hmm. at work, like fun with friends, like not just, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear today? What am I going to eat? Like, what's my morning smoothie going to be? Like, there's a lot of things in your day that you can repeat or make a little easier for yourself so that every day it's not this groundbreaking new thing that you've got to think about. Yeah. And and the example she gives is brushing your teeth. We never think like, how long, where am I going to brush my teeth? How long am I going to brush my teeth for? What type of toothpaste am I going to use? Should I go left, right, up, down? Like you just do it. You don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. So if you can make more parts of your morning, like having your skincare routine, what do you make the coffee the night before? Whatever it is, I think we'll make other areas of your life easier. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's very important. Beautiful. Okay, prioritizing. <laughs> Since you were just talking about how you would want to work on looking for flights three months in advance. Have Instead you gotten maybe, better? <laughs> yeah, I think once we talk through this, maybe I'll get some better tips. But I think 
for me, the thing that's helped with prioritizing things, like if I have a to-do list, people are... I've read that you should always do what's hardest first. And I've been trying to implement that because it is hard to do like the hardest thing first or like maybe the most pressing things. Like I feel like instinctively, like humans just want to be lazy. Like we're just trying to conserve energy all the time. (laughs) And so I feel like I just don't want to do the hard things. But I feel like for me and prioritizing, like writing everything out and just trying to tackle what's hardest has been working for me to like not be doing the fun stuff all the time. I think there's actually a scientific way for that. There's, I think that's called rhythmic um, scheduling or something when you do the deep work at one part of the day and then the more like shallow light work towards the, at a different part of the day. So Mm -hmm. in the morning, if you're someone who's like more on in the morning, you feel like your mornings are quieter and less hectic, doing those heavier, do the heavy lifting. So that way in the afternoon when you're way more tempted to scroll on TikTok or casually open up your Pinterest app or like want to go for a walk, you can check off things that are require a little less brain yes. power. That's exactly what I've been doing. Time. Like making, I've been making all of my content for like Snapchat or TikTok or Instagram, like after 3, 4 PM, just because I feel like it's kind of like a reward too. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I can do that stuff after three. If I get all my stuff done, like right in the morning, I don't know. I just feel more productive before totally. the late afternoon. So what are your tips? Well, when I was writing this outline last night, I was thinking about how being busy is just like the new thing. Like a few years ago when everyone used to ask like, oh my gosh, how are you? How have you been? People would be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. But now everyone says like, I'm good. Life's been so busy. Or when someone texts you and like, like, hey, how are you? I'm so busy. Or if you miss something, you're like, I was really busy last week. Like that's just what everyone says all the time. And I am so guilty. I feel like I say it three times a day. I'm just so busy. Mm-hmm. But I think what we we and I need to realize is busy doesn't always mean productive. And a lot of times you're just like being a busy body and like moving around and you think you're doing stuff, but it's not always really intentional. You're not Mm -hmm. actually getting anything done. So if it's noon and you're like, do a little self-check-in and you're like, what have I actually even accomplished today? Like I made this to-do list. I thought about all these things and I kind of walked around maybe picked up a few things in my house, but you didn't actually do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And the quote that I say all the time, but you're, the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. So if you're just being a busybody every day and not actually accomplishing much, going to be really hard for your goals and dreams to happen six months, a year from now. And Andy talks about this a lot too. I don't know if you guys have listened to the Real AF podcast. <laughs> I keep recommending it. It's very intense. Um, well, it's like Clay's vibe, but I love it too. <laughs> um, he talks about a power list and I actually really love this concept. I haven't done it really, but he only puts five things on his to-do list and there he calls it his power list. And P-O-W-E-R, power list, not powerless. Oh, (laughs) okay. Power list. And they're critical tasks because he doesn't think that you should overfill your to-do list because then if you make this big long to-do list of say 20, 25 things and you don't get them done every single day at the end of the day, you'll end up feeling like you didn't accomplish it all and that you're just like not getting enough done and your to-do list just is just rolling over into the next day and it can just leave you feeling like you're... You're not doing enough ever. Do you feel like you resonate? I I resonate with that. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm like, the to-do list is just rolling. It's like one of those scrolls that you like open and just keeps (laughs) rolling down the hallway. (laughs) But um, what I kind of do is I make a to-do list and then I make a wish list. 
So my daily to-do list is all the things that I like absolutely have to get done. Like this has to be today kind of by this time. Like we had to record this podcast today at 10 a.m. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, we, we should do that. That would be nice if we did that. <laughs> and on my wish list, I have like projects that would be great to get done, but maybe they don't have to. So for example, today, it's like, I want to hang up these new crescent mirrors that I got for the store. I want to hang up the telephone. Um, I want to dust the shelves. Like things that it would be nice if they got done, but no one knows the lesser if they didn't. And I think we all have things that could go on because you can, you, your wish list just moves to the next day and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, you're like, well, I got my whole to-do list done and I got three items on my wish list done. Like I'm killing yeah, it. I like that because I definitely have things that have been on my to-do list for like a month, but they're not like pressing. So, but it doesn't yeah. feel like a failure. <laughs> so yeah, like I've literally been staring at this to-do for weeks. <sighs> yeah. No, I think that's a really good way to reframe it. And your wish list could maybe be more something that like goes on the fridge or is like mm-hmm. taped up to your mirror. And I think it's different than like your goals and dreams list because mm-hmm. those those are big, big picture things. Yeah. Your wish list like is like projects that would help you, but like it's not like pressing to your day-to-day operations. Yes, totally. Do you have anything else to add about how you prioritize in your day? I mean... I I feel like we could definitely talk about procrastination. <laughs> Is that what you want to talk about next? Yes, yeah, totally. It's something I struggle with. <laughs> I don't know. I like, okay, so on that line, you're like, we spend too much time procrastinating. Did you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we all just think like, oh my gosh, I don't have time. Like I'll put it off, I'll put it off. But like right now, if you went outside and your car was towed, or if all of a sudden you're washer overflowed and started pulling water all over the floor, suddenly you would have four hours in your afternoon that you're going to go get your car out, that you're going to stop the flooding. So it's like, we always have time available to us, but we pretend like we don't and like, we'll just do it later. Mm -hmm. But the time's always there. Yeah, I know. I feel like we definitely... I don't, yeah, I think that goes back to like being busy. Like, I feel like people just like saying that they're busy, but like they definitely have time to do stuff. I don't know. I guess like for me, when it comes to procrastinating, if I don't put a date on the calendar that something's going to be done, like it'll just keep rolling into the next day. So I don't know. I guess for me, I have a lot of projects. Like I do projects freelance or like photo video projects that kind of just have like flexible due dates because like people just get back the photos when they get them back. So for me, I feel like having a calendar view of a month and like seeing what I'm like, okay, these have to be done like this day and I have to send them. Otherwise, like I don't have a boss. Like no one's going to tell me when to send things back. So I don't know. Maybe that could be applied to like other tasks too that are maybe maybe like even your wish list. Like you should have dates on them because that's something for me that like, again, I have stuff on like my wish list that's been on there for like a month. Maybe, maybe I need to put some dates on those. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I like that too. I think even maybe a monthly basis. Yeah. By the end of the month, these things need to be done. Well, something I've been doing so for like to-do lists and procrastinating, all that stuff, like I use this software called ClickUp. Have you heard of ClickUp? Mm. It's kind of like a project task management thing. I don't know. It's like, it's a website where you put in all your stuff, but I actually took a Skillshare on being more productive a couple weeks ago on my flight. American Airlines has like Skillshares now on their flights. And the one thing the guy said was like every single Sunday every single Sunday night should be your check-in. And maybe that's something 
that people listening could implement is like, so right now, like every Sunday, I just try to get on ClickUp where I track all my to-dos and I just like try to clean out everything that I've done that maybe I forgot to like move to completed and just like try to get ahead of the week and just like see where my week's at and like organize my to-do list so that I don't spend as much time procrastinating things or like if I see something that I kind of forgot about, it's brought to my attention, but I feel like Sundays, it's necessary to do something like that. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. The key to a good Monday is to start on Sunday. Yeah. I never liked working on Sunday, but that doesn't really feel like work. That's just like kind of like a little Mm check-in, peeking into the week, seeing what you did last week, just kind of like reevaluating. 100%. I like last night, Clay and I sat down and I made our schedule for the whole week. And Mm -hmm. then you're like, hey, when would we fill this in? And so yesterday I woke up early when we were at the Airbnb and was like, hey, we have 20 things to do today. Where are they going to go in and how are they going to happen? But in that, I had three hours to get from Kansas City back to Omaha. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not just going to sit in the car for three hours. Like, what could I do then? So Karen and I had like our meeting about today's podcast. And then I typed the outline and then I like edited some photos. And then while we were at brunch, since Clay and I were sitting there, we like did payroll and just figuring out like, when could I do these things and how could I do them? But if I had not looked at the day and known what I had to do, I would have been like, oh my God, now we're at brunch. I'm wasting all this time. Then I'm going to have to get back to Omaha and I'm going to have all these things to do. And just doing them and getting them done. Like so often you spend more time thinking about something and procrastinating it than it would have even taken to do it. (laughs) And I actually feel like when I was drinking more, I procrastinated more because I I would not feel good. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm hungover today. So today's kind of a wash. Let's do it later. And I really don't feel like I procrastinate anymore. Like... It's actually the best feeling because in college, I was a terrible procrastinator. I would always mm-hmm. stay up to two, three, four o'clock in the morning getting these projects done. It was miserable. It sucked. And now when I get something done beforehand, I'm like, dude, this is so great. I just like, it's so much stress off your shoulders. Yeah. I was definitely also the night owl <laughs> cranking away on stuff, like always last minute. Same. So it's just huh. self, it's basically a form of self-sabotage. Yes. 100%. Last thing on it and quit like a woman. She says, if you're going to procrastinate, then like just fucking procrastinate. Like if you're sitting there and you have a paper due at midnight and you're like messing around at your desk and you're scrolling and you're doing whatever, rather than just sitting there for four hours messing around, go to dinner with your friends, go to the gym, get it done. And then be like, okay, when I get back from that, I got to get this paper done. So rather than wasting from four to midnight at the library, thinking that it's going to take you eight hours, just go do whatever you're going to go do and then still get it done. Yeah, that's that's good advice. Because <laughs> a lot of procrastinating is just like being idle and like scrolling and literally wasting so wasting much time. time. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, if you're just going to waste the time, then just go do something that you actually like to enjoy doing. I like that. Pretending like you're working. Me too. Okay, last section is about saying no. I feel like this is a hot topic. Yeah, I have. I feel like, I don't know, I'm kind of in between on this one. Like, where I could be saying more no's, but I also feel like I'm also very young and like I want to take a lot of opportunities. So I'm excited to talk about this because I don't know, it's, 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 this one's tough. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes about saying no is by Warren Buffett. Uh, he says, the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people know how to say no. Mm-hmm. And I think that ties in with like manifestation magnetism too. When you say yes to things that are not quite right. Mm-hmm. You're like basically just self-sabotaging. So let's say that you want 
XYZ job. The universe will be like, okay, here's this opportunity. And you're like, yeah, 70% perfect. You might be tempted to take it. And then we gotta, you have to say no. And then the universe is like, okay, here, here's another option. Like, no, nah, that's only kind of 80% right. You have to like keep saying no. So then down the line, you get to say yes to the thing that is exactly right. Same thing for like a relationship. You might be like dating all of these people that are not quite right, but you have to say no to those for the yes to come. Mm-hmm. If it's not a big yes, it's a no. Because saying no means yes further down the line. Yes. Okay, this makes sense. Yes. <laughs> I like that. If it's not yeah. a big yes, it's a no. Yeah, like if you're no. half-heartedly going to something, you're committing to something, That's yeah, that's just going to self-sabotage you in the end. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a lot of times we say yes to things that don't resonate with us at all. So let's say you upfront say yes to the event that you know you don't want to go to. Then you might be someone who ends up always dipping out or canceling. So then when you should have just said no from the beginning, as time's passing, you're like, oh my God, how am I going to figure out how to cancel? When am I going to cancel? How am I going to text this person? What are they going to say? Or you bail last minute or you leave late or you arrive late, leave early, or you go and you're just miserable. When Mm -hmm. from the get-go, you should have just said no. And you could have saved so much time, energy, stress, and used that for other things that actually matter to you. And here's a good example. A few weeks ago, my friend was moving to California. She was like, Allison, um, I really want you to come on my going away party bus. And I was like, no. (laughs) What I told her is I was like, I love you to death. I'm not going on a party bus. 26 years old, not into that anymore. I'm not drinking, not into staying out until two o'clock in the morning anymore, but I love you and like would like to see you before you go if you need help packing or want to meet for coffee. So then we end up meeting at another time. But like, I wasn't even going to lie and sugarcoat and act like I had different plans, get caught in a lie because then that person's probably just going to ask you to do the same thing at a later date. And then you're going to come up with another excuse instead of just being like, I just literally don't want to do that or like that doesn't align with me anymore. So then they can stop asking. Yeah, I can kind of relate to this. Like I've been getting a lot of DMs lately about shooting weddings and people are like, oh my God, I loved this video you did this year. Like, are you available in 2022, 2023? And like, I used to just be like, yeah, what's your email? Like, let me, let me reach out. And then I either would just not email them (laughs) because I'm like, wait, I don't know if I want to do this. Or I would like kind of go through and like commit to something. And then next year I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, like I have to contact this person and kind of tell them I can't or like, I guess, I mean, I'd still do it, but I would just like, it just doesn't like align with like my goals for my career. Like I would do it and then just be like, okay, well like that was just extra money, but that's not like furthering my career, I guess. Cause I, I don't know. My end goal isn't to be like a wedding videographer, photographer, but now if I get inquiries, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for reaching out. Like that means the world, like that you thought of me. I'm not taking any more bookings right now. If, the, if anything changes, I'll let you know, but thanks again. And just like thanking that person yeah. for reaching out because that is very nice that they thought of me, but I just, that's just not what you I'm doing You don't have to right say now. yes to it. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't and- have to worry about not emailing them or like, I don't know, all that stuff. Exactly. And you're saving your energy for something that you actually want to be doing because Mm -hmm. then saying yes to those weddings, you probably couldn't have gone on another cool trip and shot for this thing or like Mm -hmm. said yes to this other big opportunity. So it really does end up hindering you, all of us, when we say yes to things that are not in line. And then the last thing, because Kara has a meeting, (laughs) is uh, I have two last talking points. One is going off kind of what we just said, just analyze if it's worth your piece. So on Saturday night, this person in my neighborhood was having like a surprise birthday party for someone else. The person whose birthday it was, I had I have never met them. But the person who invited me, I really respect them and I like them, but I don't know them super well. 
but they texted me and then they came into the store to follow up to make sure that I was going to be coming Saturday night. And I was, here's transparency about Kara and I's lives not being perfect. I literally had like a nervous breakdown like Saturday morning. I was just like so overwhelmed, had so much to do and was like running around and barely was like caught up in making it through the day. And when she came in to like remind me that, it took everything in me to seriously not just like start bawling my eyes out and be like, the store is closed, like, and putting a post up and being like, sorry, like I cannot do this. And I was like, cause I still have to, I had to work out. I had to pack for the trip, had all of these orders to get to the post office, had to work out. It was Clay's birthday. So like I wanted to, you know, write him a nice card and make sure I could be present for his birthday the next day. And it was just like, why would I go to this thing for this person I've never met? And like, yeah, I want to be respectful to the person that invited me. But like, if it's going to cause me into a spiraling mental breakdown, not get my orders out, which is a promise that I made to myself. Like I'm going to do this awesome online drop and I'm so happy about it. I want to be there for my boyfriend whose birthday should matter way more (laughs) and like have a great trip. Like, why would I go and do something that's just going to like take the last bit of like my piece away from me? And like, that would be so unfair to Clay and all the people that are like investing in me. And like, really, how disappointed is that person compared to like how disappointed it would be for like Clay and I? Yeah. You know, but we do that a lot where we like end up going to the thing or saying yes to the thing. And then it hurts the people closest to us. Mm -hmm. Because you're not all in. Yeah. It's super sad. Like that's really unfair to both ourselves and our like partners and our family. Yeah. And your friends. And I'm working on that a lot. Yeah. No, I think I've gotten a lot better at that in the last year. Just because with COVID, I feel like everyone is kind of like reevaluating what they do on a day-to-day basis. So I feel like, yeah, thinking about if you're not all in, just save yourself and everyone. Yeah, because you you are going to hurt someone's feelings. And it's better just to, I don't know, let them down gently at first instead of letting them down like really harshly last minute. Exactly. Exactly. Because then if I, if when she had texted me earlier in the week, I should have just been like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Like it's such a tight weekend and I have my own anniversary and birthday to celebrate, but thanks so much for inviting me. And like, I hope it's a great event. Should have taken the own, my own advice that I just gave and mm-hmm. did that straight out of the gate. But then I let it linger and build. And then I let her come in and say that and be like, yeah, like I'll try to make it knowing I can't make that. Yeah. And so then I was so stressed out about it. And then I have to send an apology text and... You know, it just make, it makes something into a big situation when it didn't even have to be. Yeah. And I think even you saying that, like, it kind of like, I'm like, oh no, like I'm like feeling it for you. <laughs> Sometimes saying no is really hard. And I feel like we're not even trying to make it seem like it's easy, but it is hard. Like mm-hmm. you're literally, depending on what the situation is, sometimes you are like really letting someone down. So but you have to realize if it's going to let yourself down more. Yeah. So I think like, Cause like for me, a good tip is just to think about it as like, you're not rejecting that person. You're just like redirecting them to someone different. Like if I've been asked to do an opportunity or a job that like, I don't think it's going to help serve me. Then I'm just like, try to tell them no as soon as possible. Cause then that gives them more time to find someone else for it. But it's also just like pointing them in the right direction to who they're going to find. And it's going to be a great fit. So like, you shouldn't feel bad about saying no. Cause I definitely get guilty. Like I definitely feel bad sometimes when I say no to things. Cause I don't know. <laughs> I just That's don't. so true. So yeah. you saying no, because you're like, okay, I don't really want to shoot that wedding. Well, someone else, there's like 10, more than 10 people out there that shooting that person's wedding is going to make their whole month. Like that's mm-hmm. their gig. That's their, like, that's what they want to do. So you saying no is like letting someone else live out their dream and do something that really resonates with them. Yeah. That's a great point. Redirect it. It's just like where it should be. 
And hopefully that person that is hearing the no mm-hmm. will at some point understand that too. Like once it all works out, because mm-hmm. everything happens totally. for a reason. And I feel like everything's meant to be. So if you feel like you have to say no, don't dwell on like the negative. Dwell on the focus on the positive. <laughs> like that person's going to find the right person for that. Because like, I know for me, that's probably the biggest reason I have issues saying no. It's just like feeling bad mm-hmm. or even just like social events, like how, you know, that person invited you something. Like sometimes I just feel bad saying no, but you're right. Like we do have to like think about what that's doing for us. Like the cost of mm-hmm. those yeses. Totally. I made this an Instagram caption maybe like two weeks ago. And I was kind of thinking about how like we, I think maybe I thought of it because like the New York City rat race, like thing that people talk about, like, oh, you're just like stuck in the rat race. And sometimes like, I feel like I'm just like a hamster, like running on my wheel. And like, (laughs) we can think that like the wheel is like power operated or someone's pushing the wheel. And it can feel like, oh my God, my wheel is going so fast. Like I'm about to trip over my feet and like fall flat on my face. Like I, I cannot even keep up. Like why is everyone spinning this thing so fast? Like kind of how you started this episode, like things are flying a million miles an hour. And it's like, if we just wake up, we're literally the only one pushing the speed of the hamster wheel. Like no one else is doing it for us. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just like slow to a jog and be like, wait, I just need to stop saying yes to all these things that don't align with me. I need to not overbook myself. I need to not overcommit. I don't need to make my course load more credits than I can handle. I don't need to work overtime. Like whatever it is that we're doing, we do it to ourselves. And all we have to do is stop doing it. And it's obviously <laughs> yeah. so much easier said than done, but no no one's really doing any of that besides themselves. And if you're on the reverse end where you're like, oh, I just feel like like life is so boring and nothing is happening for me and no opportunities are coming my way. Well, you're just like standing still in your hamster wheel then. You've got to start like, you know, working for yourself, like start training, start taking those courses, make things happen so that you can get to the pace where you want to be. And yeah. that that analogy has just been really helping me lately. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like the key to not feeling exactly like your life's going a million miles an hour, saying no, prioritizing what needs to be prioritized, filling your cup with things from different health categories. Our five health categories, which we can reiterate. Yes. We've got social, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical, and finances if you want to tack it on. Yes. So with that, we hope you guys can tackle the fall the craziness of starting everything back up again with some insight onto how to stay sane and yeah, how to not feel like you're tripping over your feet and your hamster wheel. And you're drowning and no one's throwing you a life raft. You got to throw yourself the life raft. <laughs> yes. Got to stand up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the in a four foot pool. With you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that hard. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Any final thoughts? No, I think just you guys aren't alone. We've been there. We're still in the thick of it ourselves and we're all learning. And I think what we don't realize is all of these things are have to be worked on through our entire life. Like mm-hmm. even once you learn them, you don't just like get it forever and everything's perfect. Like it's a constant work and practice to stay in balance and stay in flow and work with what aligns you Absolutely. or say yes to things that align. Yeah, no one's just going to stop asking you questions once you get it yeah. figured out. But yeah, exactly. it's definitely a continuous work in progress, but we're glad we but got it. But you got it, sis. Yeah, you, you got, got it. it. You guys got it. <laughs> We've all got it. We're uh, good. Amazing. Closest recording has emotional breakdown. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, kidding. we're getting out there and it's like, what are we doing with our lives? No, I'm um, just kidding. I'm actually, I feel pretty good today. I would say like eight out of 10. 
Yeah, no, I, I think these are great tips. I'm going to use these to say, say no to more things. And I'm definitely going to go write my list right now of health categories and how I can add to each one. So, okay, we should send it to each other by tomorrow morning. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. We'll make okay, our cool. list. Maybe we can five, post five it on the Instagram. Wait, yeah. that's cute. Okay, cool. Okay. Head to our Instagram <laughs> at We're Already Friends to see our list. But again, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five-star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying with the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at We're Already Friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time.